This episode of Okie Podcast is brought to you by Southwest Trading Company. If you've not been to Southwest Trading Company, please go do that right now or after this podcast. But the location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southwest Trading Company has so many items from so many different artists like jewelry, art, blankets, cedar boxes, clothing, collectibles, you name it. They got it. So please go check out the store. Holidays are coming up. So why not shop at Southwest Trading Company? Go like the Facebook page. Follow the Facebook page to keep up with all new events coming out the store and items. And once again, that location is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check them out and let them know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. What's up, everybody? I just wanted to let everybody know about my good friend Daniel Campbell's Winter Solstice Fashion Show happening on December 17th, 2022. Doors will open at 4 p.m. and the fashion show will start at 7 p.m. Location is the NSU Ballroom 612 North Grand Avenue, Telequah, Oklahoma. This fashion show will feature seven indigenous designers, vendors, entertainment, and of course, fashion. VIP seating is available. If you would like to sponsor this event, please contact nativebeautyaspiration at gmail.com. Don't miss out on this fashion show, the first one coming to Telequah, brought to you by Daniel Campbell and Native Beauty Aspiration. What's up, everybody? This is Russell Sun Eagle from Okie Podcast, and I'm here with Jason David Frank. What's up, everybody? Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, White Ranger, Red Zeo, Red Turbo, Black Dino Thunder, and now my own movie called The Legend of the White Dragon. Just want to say thanks, everybody, for listening. You guys are the best, and you know what time it is. It's morphin' time. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Okie Podcast. And on this episode, I have professional wrestler, army vet, actor, Kyle Hawk. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, man? What's going on? Man, just another day. Another day? Same stuff, different day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Getting over our sickness? Oh, yeah. It's that uh, colonizer plague that they put over us on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was a joke. Yeah, talking... this. That was a joke. <laughs> oh, it, it still sucks to laugh, man. Every time I start laughing, I start coughing. So I'll give a good chuckle if I can. That's fine, man. Every time I sneeze, <clears throat> like everything goes away and I'm good. And then like 30 minutes later, it comes back and it's just like, oh, my God, I'm going to sneeze again. Oh, that's what I was doing too when I was like last week, man. I, I kept sneezing. I was like, "Oh man, it was such a weird little sickness." I I can't I can't remember the last time I was sick like that. Probably but COVID. <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was COVID, but then I was like, because I've had COVID before, but like this one was like two days and it was done. Like my fever broke in two days, so. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad you're, you're not dying. Yeah, you too. <laughs> we can see you wrestle more. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> so you in Vegas right now? Yeah, I'm, I currently live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Are you from living... there? No, I'm actually from uh, New Mexico. Uh, mm. Gallup, New Mexico. Really? So, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. And I'm just like, all right, cool. But... I am real legit native. I am the real deal, full blood. It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, re- I reside in uh, Vegas right now. So, what was like growing up in Gallup? <laughs> Poor. <laughs> uh, typical day to day stuff. Um, I don't know. I was like grateful for my upbringing. 
It was just very, very poor, very, I don't know, mid-class, low-class, whatever you want to call it. Um, it, was, it, was, it was tough, but again, it was like one of those things where you learn life lessons and then you, you apply it to everyday life and stuff, so... For yeah. for all for all the non natives on here listening, uh, it was just low class, mid class upbringing. But for like the indigenous brothers and sisters, they know what I'm talking about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been through there one time. Went to their mall, and uh, I think that was about it. <laughs> That's all you can do. <laughs> but. I don't know because I I lived in New Mexico. I lived in Santa Fe, and <clears throat> never knew about Gallup. And but yeah. I mean, you'd hear different stories about Gallup, people that are from Gallup, and just kind of the poverty, I guess. And yeah, we're even, pretty res- we're pretty resy. So, mm-hmm. but I remember this one kid in our class was telling us about growing up in Gallup, and he just started, you know, started hearing up because he said he made it out of that. Yeah, it can, because it can be tough, you know. It's like Definitely. you don't fully understand how tough it can be, and then in class, he just kind of started tearing up because he's lost a lot of people. He's seen people go, and then he just started tearing up because he made it out because he could have been, you know, what they say a statistic, I guess. Yeah, like the statistics that they have for us in our lifespan is not really good. Um, <clears throat> suicide, alcohol abuse drugs uh missing indigenous people uh trafficking stuff like that it's not really good because again like a lot of people don't know about like reservations are not a good thing they always you know don't teach them the educational purpose of what a reservation is and and in our opinion in our way it's like reservations were made for us to like disappear and not be a part of society and tell us you know you guys are meant to stay here Mm-hmm. Die, die out while we take your land and uh, yeah for anyone not who is not native or doesn't understand like you know you guys should get a talk to a native american you know about the reservation and get their side of the story and you know get fully educated on it and stuff so but i'm grateful to uh yeah, I was grateful to make it out, but I again, it wasn't that bad for me. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, but I always moved around a lot. So <clears throat> it was like Gallup, Albuquerque, Bosque Farms. Like it was everywhere in New Mexico. Then it was Carlsbad. And then as soon as I got out, it was Texas because I lived in, I was in the military. And then it was Afghanistan for a year. And then back to Texas and then back to New Mexico. And then now it's in Las Vegas. So it's like, you move i move it i'm nomadic i'm a yeah. native nomadic i'm a nomad <laughs> so uh but again i'm grateful for it and i had fun and uh you know uh i like to apply what i learned traveling and being nomadic and stuff so mm-hmm. was that your first choice like getting it was that out of high school going to the military oh hell no man uh no. the military was like a sporadic moment um uh, it was like a indice indecisive decision mm-hmm. um i want always wanted to be a wrestler so i on the res i would always watch wrestling you know like saturdays and stuff like that and um i found this wrestling school called destiny wrestling organization in albuquerque and uh it was in a guy named adam Antoya or moshpit mike's backyard and they would train and stuff so i wanted to go do it so i did it uh, with one of my best friends um, and we trained and we, we got in and then they taught us everything that we needed to know the basics and stuff like that, find your foundation and then work on your character and stuff. But I always wanted to be, be a pro wrestler. And um, whenever that was going on, I think it was like two years in my, my grandmother died. Uh, uh, for those who don't know, my grandmother was pretty much like, a big role model to me. She was, she was pretty much like another mom, uh, supported me with everything. Uh, even when I was bad, she was still there for me, uh, helped me make my first wrestling gear, uh, was just there for me in general and supported me. And 
you know, was a big, big uh, person in my life, along with my mom and my dad and stuff like that, too. Um, I'm not going to, like, disregard them, but, uh, like, my grandma was, like, a big role model. Um, And uh, she got T-boned in an accident, and then she passed away. And then I was just, like, lost for probably a good five, six, seven months. And then um, I remember this one day, she was like, you know, I know you want to go wrestle, but I want you to take the ASVAB because you don't want to do college, you know, do the ASVAB. If you pass, then do it. And if you don't, then I will help you go wherever you want to go and I help support you and, you know, help you get you on your feet and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, cool. And uh, before that even happened, uh, she passed. So like this one day, I remember hearing the specific song, the Monster Mash, because we'd always listen to it every time I drive to Costco to go help her because she would get stuff in bulk. Um, we'd always hear that song on the oldies. So that song played. And then again, I heard her like, okay, like a lot of people don't understand, but like in our culture, uh, spirits talk to us and they, you know, they give us signs and stuff like that. So we always look for those signs and hear those signs. And, you know, again, to non-Indigenous people, it might sound crazy or whatever, but nah, it's not. And that day she spoke to me and, you know, I was just like, all right. So the next, uh, I think that following Monday, I went to go enlist and I took the ASVAB and then I passed by one and I was like, all right, cool, grandma. I appreciate it. You know, good, good, good rib or joke. And then um, they're like, well, do you want to leave on this day or do you want to leave in two weeks? And I was like, I'll leave in two weeks. And then I signed up and then I left in two weeks and went to basic and then like my parents were kind of like, you're not going, you're not doing this. And then they're like, Oh shit, you really are. I was like, yeah. And then I did basic at Benning in Georgia, Fort Benning and then graduated and then got stationed in Fort Hood, Texas did two years there and then did a deployment over in Afghanistan uh, for almost a year, I believe. And then uh, after my contract was up, I got out of the army. So what year, what year was all this when you went? Uh, you I, enlist, I enlisted in 2011 and then got out mm. 2015. Mm, okay. And I was still wrestling during that time, too. Like The only time I wasn't wrestling was Afghanistan or basic. So, mm. Whoa. Yeah. I, okay. So, that, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of thought, you know, you'd you found wrestling afterwards, you know, because oh. I mean, I figured you are, you're a fan. We all, we all are fans, you know, and uh, the one dream when you're a fan is to get in there and do it. And so, but to be, to start wrestling and then enlist and then even do it while you enlisted, like how did, how did you manage that when you, while you're enlisted? So when you're stationed at a station, you can only go a certain radius around it. And in Fort Hood, Austin's only like 45 minutes away. San Antonio's two hours. And then Dallas is two hours. And there's like a lot of wrestling over there. Uh, really good uh, promotions like Metroplex Wrestling in Dallas, uh, River City Wrestling in San Antonio. Um, Austin, I'm not sure. But back then it was like ACW, Anarchy Championship Wrestling. And inspire pro wrestling just a lot of other stuff and um <clears throat> uh, as soon as i got there i i, I had friends again because like you know you meet a lot of people you network and they're like yeah these are the promotions in texas check them out so i was like all right and then check them out gay i did my tryouts and then i just did it but uh in order for me to do it and be good with it uh you have to get like a form i want to say it's like a dd dd2 517 or something i don't remember what it was but it's a form that says you can participate in extracurricular activities as long as you don't get hurt or something like that and the way i fought it to my commander was like look i'm not drinking i'm not doing drugs i'm out just staying in shape i'm always you know working out blah blah i'm always in pt shape and then also like uh the army always had like the boxing they had uh jujitsu uh they had like a bunch of like MMA training and they let soldiers participate in it. 
and like strongman contests or Spartan races and stuff like that. So it was pretty much the same equivalent to that. And then, so they're like, all right, well then go do it. He signed off. And then I was like, all right. And they said, as long as you're back from like, as long as you're back that Monday for formation, we don't, you know, you're, you're good to go. Just don't get hurt, et cetera. And I was like, all right, cool. So hmm. that's how I did it. Whoa. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> Were you getting paid to wrestle too? Yeah. I was back, still back getting, then? Yeah. Yeah. I was still getting like paid. Mm-hmm. With, normally what i get paid but i was also in the military so yeah so yeah so like i had i had my nine to five job or career but then wrestling was on the side nice that's pretty cool did you win any championships during that time i won a couple yeah i don't remember what they were but i I did like they were cool i I was really happy with Mm -hmm. my success during that time so I mean, it's interesting to to be like stationed and everything, and then go off and do wrestling, and then be a champion in uh, the promotion you're in. And was it the is it different promotions you're in or? Yeah, it, yeah. So like yeah. a Friday would be let's say, uh, Dallas, and then Saturday would be San Antonio, and then I'd come home. Or it'd just be different. Dallas is always Saturday. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So, but they would always run every weekend, and then San Antonio and Austin would run like once a month. So, jeez, would you wrestle every weekend? Uh, almost, yeah, pretty much almost. So it was pretty cool. Wow, I was, I was grateful. Oh yeah, most definitely, man. That's a that's awesome, dude. And then you, and then you, and then just getting out of the army, you just now you're doing it full time. Yeah, pretty much, man. Uh, <clears throat> I've only been doing it for t- full time for the past, I think, three years now. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty, pretty grateful and pretty uh, lucky to be doing what I'm doing, uh, going from different place to place like Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Vegas, uh, Arizona. Uh, lately, I've been going a lot to like Louisville, uh, Kentucky, Ohio, Connecticut. Maryland, you know, just cool by just traveling. So, when's the last time you came here? Uh, to Oklahoma. Uh huh. Ooh, I think like maybe a couple months ago or a month ago. Really? Yeah, we go to Wichita a lot. So, ah. I, love, I love Wichita. Okay. Yeah. Man, I yeah, I'd like to come see you around because I was like, I was trying to remember, were you like around this area, Oklahoma City? But I think I remember you. I, mean, I think I remember a flyer in Wichita. Yeah, um, if you follow me on social media, which you which you do, you can see where I'm going. Like I always post and stuff, or mm-hmm. send me a message and I'll let you know. Like, oh yeah, I'm going here. So, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> so but for those who don't have my social media, it's facebook kyle hawk uh instagram's birder prey 99 my twitter is svge99 uh so give me a follow please i would greatly appreciate it especially my indigenous brothers and sisters out there i need your guys' support please and thank you did um what era did you grow up in like wrestling wise uh new mexico and like Amarillo, Texas, and then all of Central Texas, pretty much. And Arizona, I grew up like in Arizona, New Mexico, Amarillo, and then Las Vegas. That was like for like the past three years of my career. It was just always in that circle. Mm -hmm. But then after I joined the military, then I started branching out because then you could travel. And then after I got out, I started traveling a lot more, like more out. Who were your... For, uh, inspirations for wrestling uh aj styles christopher daniels samoa joe uh, a lot of the x division people in impact uh like when i started wrestling but growing up it was always like i grew up in the attitude era which was like stone cold the rock triple h like when wrestling was really good mm-hmm. and i'll i will argue about it every day with well, the smart marks or people who think they know wrestling or whatever because <clears throat> Again, like 
I'm a big fan of competition. And during that time, it was WCW versus WWF at the time. And, you know, to have, like, to me, like, the wrestling was great and WCW because the cruiserweights and stuff. But, like, my my focus was more on WWE because of the storylines, the way they were telling stories. And, you know, you got, like, a big drunk redneck telling the boss, flipping the bird, you know. Like, that's that's good stuff, man. That was, like, my childhood memories. And, like, I, I connected with that. And, again, it was just a war. Like, it was Monday Night War. I loved it. And I think that was, like, one of the best times – in pro wrestling uh i'm sure like the territory days and stuff were pretty cool too uh but like televised wise i think the attitude era was probably the best times in wrestling same here i say the same thing um i grew up watching attitude era and the whole nwo versus wcw feuds and wcw and Man, there's like nothing like it. Um, even now, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of like, like, like I, they, there's no way they can recapture that. There's no way they can recapture that magic that they made in those two promotions. I mean, I, I agree. I think that WWE had it perfect at WrestleMania when it was Sting versus Triple H and then they had that moment mm. where it was NWO versus DX, like that was a good moment. Cause like, that was my childhood. And I was like, Oh man. And that's what it needed. Like, I'm not a big fan of people reusing some stuff, especially like I'm a fan of it, but I'm not a fan of it. I don't want to see the same thing twice. Like I want to mm. see a different version of it or I want to see like something like, Oh wow. I've never seen that, you know? Um, lately, like it's just been wrestling to me on TV. It's just been meh. Like I don't like that's cool. Whatever. I haven't, you know, meh. Uh, but like lately, now that like Vince is gone now and Triple H is running, and like now it's starting to be like, oh, okay, it's starting to get interesting again. Mm-hmm. And again, like I'm a big fan of the wars. Like I, I feel like they need to do like I, I think they already are. If they're not, they should like. AEW, you know, like AEW versus WWE, just do a war, man. Like, who's the best? And the one thing about AEW I don't like is like, there's not really, they're signing all these people, but they're like sidelining them and just using <clears throat> the people they want or whatever. And you, you, you could get behind them, that's cool. But I like, I like stories. I'm like, all right, how do you build this dude? How do you, what's, what are they going to do? Like, what's, 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 what's the next, next thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think like AEW is like, it's almost like they're turning into what WCW was. Remember WCW was yeah. signing like, I guess, legends, I guess. And then they yeah. were, they were putting them in front of everybody. I mean, which is understandable and it's, because they're legends, you know, like when they signed Hogan and Macho Man and Flair. I mean, what they had Flair, but the guys from WWF, the the bigger dudes, I guess, and then they would just kind of put them in the forefront of everything, you know, like like AEW's doing that with uh oh who they I've always seen their signings too, but it's just like they're just putting the people that were dropped or let go from WWE. They're signing them and they're just like constantly like pushing them. I, nothing wrong with it, but I know there's so much like more talent in yeah. AEW to be pushed. And and I agree. And like this isn't me knocking AEW. This is just for oh no, yeah, yeah. But what I see, and I would love to get signed by AEW. I definitely don't. Mm. Uh, or WWE. I would, I just want to get signed. That's my goal. Just want to get signed. But um, I felt like WWE builds people more better or better uh they they build their stars rather than AEW like has the main guys and then like slowly builds up the guys in the back you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that's just that's just what i see so well perfect examples that example of that was the uh attitude era because you had 
Yeah, WWF dropping these guys and then WCW picking them up. So then that made WWF, um, they had to start building these characters like Triple H. You know, he wouldn't, he was like a Regal guy. Like he was, he was a tag team partner of Regal and they tried to make him like this, like what English, like, uh, connoisseur, I guess. I don't know. And then they made him into Triple H and then they made the DX or whatever. And then you had The Rock, you know, yeah. you had Mankind, you had Kane, you had Undertaker, and you had all these people that they had to build up in order to compete with WCW, which is crazy, man. Like, yeah, you just you just seen right there, like the amount of, you know, characters that were built and they were, you know, taken over because WCW was just rehashing a lot of stuff. They had NWO and then they just kept disbanding it they would remake it again and they would tear it apart and then they would make another nwo so now that you said that example i think the reason why i like wwe better than AEW is because for right now um well no i don't i, I mean they're both pretty even but i think wwe is mm-hmm. better at evolving mm-hmm. e- better at evolving people uh whereas AEW, i don't think they've reached that yet but I hopefully I, I think they will, you know, in wrestling anything's possible, but I think WWE just knows how to evolve their stars. So I think now um there's gonna be some tor- some type of evolution now since Vince is gone. Um Vince is cool, like you know, whatever, blah blah blah. But I just I've heard so many stories about Vince and just the things he would make people do and the things he enjoyed watching and what he thought was cool. And, you know, like it just wasn't like, it just didn't hit. And like, you know, we talk about how he's gone now yeah. and you could see a certain something is happening with triple H being like the guy to take over on, I guess the talent, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, even the writing is getting better. You know, when Vince is there, I was hearing that they had to run everything through him and he would just basically like sometimes rewrite it or something like it just wasn't good enough. And and it was almost like cartoonish. Like, and you seen that in like the golden era, they had like characters like the dentist and uh, the hockey player. Like they had all these like cartoonish people like that were, yeah. you know, uh, characters and gimmicks and stuff. You know what? Like, I, I heard stories about Vince too, but in all fairness, I think Vince knew what he was doing and he's a billionaire. So he can't like, no matter how many people can talk, you know, crap and give their opinion. It's like, yo, he made money doing this. So like he did something right. You know what I mean? So that's a merch. And then that's with the investments and then that's with the stocks. And then that's with everything. That's like, I get it now. Well, I get it because there's a certain thing you have to do to keep, pg like that's the main thing too like when we were growing up it was tv 14 and that's where the whole war war became because there was like shock value and then it was like becoming reality tv and like vince knew at the time too that in order to compete with like all not just wrestling but all other tv shows he had to create something that was just gonna blow everybody's mind and which he did and it was tv 14 but then it got so big and there was so many investments involved like i mean people are still gonna watch it of course but the main thing is always like i see it all the time on forums when he was still around yeah when is it gonna go back to 14 when is it gonna stop being pg that was the main thing people were waiting for was to just stop doing that pg stuff but you know they forget man like money talks um and that's all it is it's a big money game yeah it's all all wrestling well it's a job man like you're there to provide and make your money and you know get get your money so it's mm-hmm. a business yeah exactly and that's what uh and that's what Vince ran it as a business you yep. know so um but i mean he made a lot of uh, he made a lot of great, a lot of great moments. things happen. A lot, a lot of, of great, great moments. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was crazy when he had his, I guess, last match at WrestleMania. Did you see yeah. that? 
Yeah, we're Stone Cold stunned him. Yeah. And it was like the worst thunder ever. It was great. Made me happy. Didn't he wrestle Pat McAfee? No, Austin Theory wrestled Pat McAfee. But Vince got a few licks in there. Yeah, I believe he did. Yeah, and he took his shirt off. He's still jacked. Oh, man. That man, (laughs) kudos to Vince McMahon. Oh, man. Yeah, but, I mean, there's – I could talk about Attitude Era all day, man. That was just – that's my favorite era. Who did you like back then? I was a big Rock and Stone Cold fan. Uh, Definitely, like, when The Rock, after The Nation of Domination and after The Corporate Rock, I love that. But, like, I hated him because he's a bad guy. And I love Stone Cold because Stone Cold was that, like, again – the guy that just said screw the boss and etc. Just that's I, I liked it. Uh, DX was cool. I did love Triple H, but I hated Triple H. So therefore, that's why I like Triple H because Triple H was the bad guy. Like he he was hated. Like man, just after he quit DX, it was just like fuck. My life is over. No. So, uh, but like the Undertaker, whenever he would do uh, <clears throat> the. Dark, what's what's it called? Uh, what the? Uh, I'm having a brain fart right now. His move, he, the what? His move, or no, no, whenever uh, Undertaker was doing like the APA and oh, the Ministry of Darkness, yeah, we did that, like that was so good. It was just like, like just stuff that I, you see as a kid, and you're like, man, this is. This is pretty cool. Like it's a male, like male soap opera with stunts. It's dope. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, those are like the great times. And then you find out Kane's his brother, and you're like, what? What? And like you actually really believed it, and that's what was cool about it. I believed it. That's the thing, too, man. I, I believed everything that came from that. You know, like Edge and Christian were brothers. Yeah. And- <laughs> right. Yeah. Kane and Undertaker were brothers, and I was like, wait, what? You know, because they had this whole storyline of Undertaker burning Kane when he was a kid or something and leaving him for dead, I think. Yep. And Paul Bearer brought them together, and it was just like this massive, like, storyline that went you're on like, what? and on. No. Like, you just, you're so blown away as, as an infant, or not an infant, uh, uh, in your childhood. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much magic, man, and and then um, and then you know somebody gets hurt, you know, quotations, and it's just for time off or whatever. Yeah, and they come back, you know, reinvented, and it's uh, oh man, I don't know, man. There's just so much like magic that happened in that time. I always catch myself watching. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on TikTok that deals with the uh, Monday Night War, and I always like. I was running into, run into them when I'm swiping up and down, and yeah, you know, I sit back and watch them. They're like ten minutes long, but it just you know it brings back all that memories. And when I think Hogan when he turned, that was uh, I think that's. Would you say that's the greatest heel turn? I didn't watch. I didn't watch that. I wasn't. Uh, I'd always watch like the cruiserweights, like Eddie Guerrero, Benoit psychosis like i'd always watch them i never really paid attention to like the main storyline mm-hmm. i would just watch the wrestling on wcw and then go back to the main storyline on wwf so mm-hmm. but uh i knew who hogan was because again watching it from like saturday's night's made event and stuff i was just like what's nwo like oh okay that's it's all right and i was like i don't know who scott ash or, or <clears throat> uh scott Hall and Kevin Nash are like, I don't know the outsiders or whatever, but now like rewatching it, it was like, Oh man, I probably would have definitely like been into that. Yeah. It's uh, I didn't know who they were. I had no idea. I just remember tuning in, watching it. And, but I mean, to, to, to be a fan of it and then watch it because I didn't watch Bash the beach. So I don't know what happened, but to be an adult and, you know, be a fan of it and to watch it and to see like, the, the faces of kids crying because he turned heel, the trash being thrown in the ring, you know, turning his back on America, supposedly <laughs> selling his soul, you know, to gain fame and the belt and all, all these things that the NWO would bring to him. 
you know it was like you know uh it's i i i think john cena could have had a great heel turn if he ever did it but i think hogan man i think that's probably the greatest heel turn you know you you have i look back on it and i watch everything about it it's like to me it probably is i don't know uh i think you're right i mean hogan was a big deal hogan was the man and then he went to another company and just like damn like we still talk about it today so i'm pretty sure you're right yeah it's still it's still being brought up everywhere even on a, i think he's i think he's on AEW or not AEW A&E for some like documentary show or something that they talk about wrestling a lot you're now wrestling with Coco, a good friend of mine. How did you guys link up? Uh, we met, I believe we met this year. Uh, we actually wrestled each other um, in Wichita a few months back. And um, I did a lot of like, I know you, uh, I think you know, like, the faction I was in during Oklahoma, like <clears throat> two or three, four years ago, called Arrow Club. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much like an all Native American faction. Um, <clears throat> we like disbanded because we all went our separate ways and stuff like that. Um, I know one retired and then uh, one went to go to MMA to go try that. So, like, I always wanted to continue wrestling. So, just kept doing it. And then, uh, some of the guys from world-class wrestling, uh, Jerry Bostic owns that shout out to him. Um, they were telling me about this upcoming kid in Oklahoma who's native. And I was like, Oh, cool. You know, that's pretty dope. But I didn't really think anything of it. Um, cause again, I was always traveling, trying to worry about, you know, worry about me and, you know, I don't mean to be selfish or sound selfish, but it's, you know, this is my job. But, um, Finally, uh, we got to meet one day and, you know, we were just talking and, you know, traveling together. We we were, it just felt cool and we were dope. And then we fought each other and we're like, all right, well, I think we should just tag. Like, let's, let's tag. And he's like, yeah, let's tag. And I was like, all right. And then, you know, uh, he's like, you got like a lot, not a lot of knowledge and I would like to learn. And I'm like, all right, cool. Then let me, let me teach you, man. And, um, we've been, think we've tagged probably three three times now and it's it's been fun dude it's it's dope and you know we're the res dogs and you know that's that's pretty cool in my opinion you know like two real actual natives coming together uh one clan our land you know that's that's pretty dope you don't really see that and especially in today in like aew new japan uh wwe uh triple a ROH, you know, there's not really Native American wrestlers, indigenous wrestlers who know their clans, who know their heritage, know their people, know their language, know their culture. And um, with everything that's been coming out with Native Americans, especially like in the TV shows and the movies and stuff like Yellowstone, uh, Wind River, uh, Reservation Dogs on Hulu, you know, it just it's nice to see that we're getting our, you know, it's time for natives to rise, you know? And I, I think that should happen in pro wrestling too. And uh, uh, again, like it sucks. Cause like a part of me is still bitter, but like you see these people is doing our, our, our gimmick and making a mockery out of it, you know, of our culture and stuff. And it's like, yo, that's not right. And, and then you know, you call them out on it and then you're the, you're the a-hole for doing that. You know, and like, I don't think that's right. Um, I think, you know, if you're going to do a native American culture, especially if you are native, learn your heritage, learn your, learn your people, learn your culture before you start doing stuff that may offend it or may offend others. Uh, so, and that's what I've been trying to teach Coco, but Coco's like tradition. Like he's, he grew up tradition. He knows the ways he knows, like, everything and anything about his people, his clan. And I'm like, cool, man. I like, I don't need to teach you that. I just need to teach you how to like branch out and network and like, like do what would do what I did, but better. So. Mm-hmm. Did, um, did you guys have a feud? No, nah, we just, Jerry was like, I'm going to put the two natives together. And I was like, Oh, that's, 
it's real original. And then, but he did it, he did it with a purpose. And I was like, oh, okay, I finally see it. Cause he wanted to see if we had chemistry and we did like, we had like a, oh. I think the match was cool. Uh, I was really proud of it and happy and he liked it too. And uh, I beat him. So it's nice. Uh, Cause supposedly he's undefeated over there in Oklahoma, oh, whatever. But I beat, I beat him clean. Cause I'm that good. <laughs> Make sure you tell him that. No, but no, like we, we did. And I, we have like, I feel like we have a, like a little brother, big brother bond. So it's, it's nice to see a fellow native chasing a dream, the same as mine. It's like looking at a young version of myself and uh, you know, you want to guide them in the right direction on the right, on the red road Mm -hmm. and, you know, help them get to where he wants to go and, share some fun memories and share some fun times, you know, like it was his first time here in Vegas a couple of weeks ago when we wrestled in Arizona for uh, PCW Arizona. Um, shout out to Dom Vitale, um, Mesa, Arizona. So, uh, you know, you got to show him Vegas. He's got to have fun, you know, cause he's a res kid. And, you know, I, I think we, <laughs> we, we definitely ate a lot. We definitely ate a lot, but like it was good food. So it was pretty cool. I think I remember when you guys wrestled. Was that in Wichita? Yeah. Okay. I really wanted to go to that because I remember him telling me about that. He was like, "Yeah, I'm wrestling this other native guy," um, and that that's where I first heard of you. I, yeah, thinking back now because I could not remember the first time I heard of you, and that was the first time I did and looked you up, and um, I think I even tried to watch some videos of you too, um, and so. I was like planning on going, but something, a lot of stuff was up around the time. And I was just like, man, can't make it, but shoot, good luck, you know? (laughs) But, um, because, you know, you, you, you're, uh, you're, I don't know, outfit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty intimidating, you know, and, you both uh you both have a presence you know when you're in the ring and um it's very unique and you showed me the video of you two tag team and and i didn't know it was already uh three three yeah. times you guys have tag teamed so what's the uh is that the third time or the i think that's the third time that's yeah. the third time and then the second so have they always been like in arizona no, no, no. Uh, mostly in Oklahoma and Texas, and then now we're traveling to Arizona. Like, oh, okay. That was his. I think that was his first time, like getting out in a different area, like the Southwest. And they they loved him. I mean, they loved us. And um, I mean, from what you saw or whatever. Um, and uh, I appreciate you, you know, saying my outfit's intimidating because, again, like as a wrestler or. <clears throat> you know performer you're like eh, i think it looks i think it looks cool but to know like from another indigenous person it's like all right cool like i hope i'm not offending i don't want to offend our people like i want to make our people proud so yeah that, that's why my outfit's the way it is mm-hmm. now you both have great outfits man <clears throat> i like uh, the color schemes and then the war paint yeah. i mean and it's you guys called the res dogs and you know watching that video that you sent man um i was hoping i'd get to see something and I, it was really cool that you got to send me that and i mean you both came out and i was hyped and match started who was that tag team i couldn't really hear the, the uh, video. los los suavecitos they're was based it? here in vegas they were good too they were they were good man you guys <laughs> had a really good match um, both teams were just like the chemistry was they both went well with each other you guys you guys all worked well with each other yeah. and um you know it was a really cool match it was a fun match they you know they uh got the upper hand because they uh they cheated they che- cheated <laughs> yep 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 i was very surprised like when you guys uh lost on that one but guy came in through the uh bottom of the ropes grabbed his buddy got that pin and i was like oh no so yeah but man it was a fun match it was a really good match dude so uh very proud of both of y'all for putting that on appreciate it 
and again, shout out to uh, PCW Arizona uh, and Mesa, Don Vital, Gable Gallo. Uh, th thank you guys for giving us that opportunity, and uh, hopefully we'll keep keep doing it for you guys and make make you guys you know draw them draw them natives in because we need them you know. Uh, I always really appreciate when natives come to the show because, again, like. <clears throat> I feel like I don't have anyone mostly uh, like family wise, like family wise. I don't really have that many people left because we're, you know, a dying breed. We're a dying culture. And uh, to see natives come to a show is like, it's like Christmas, man. It's like Christmas. You're just like, Oh no, my brothers, my sisters, family, <laughs> uncle, cousin, grandpa, grandniece, whatever, you know, it just, mm -hmm. it, nice so like those listening to this podcast please come come watch us come you know see us do our thing and let us entertain you and let us fight for you guys and you know come come support us you know whether we're good guys or bad you know some days i have my bad days you know i'm just like you know ftw you know forget the world but i you know i will never forget my brothers and sisters and always will fight for you guys and uh please come to the shows. Yeah. I was trying to get my friend Rob because he lives in, um, Oh God. I was, he lives near Phoenix, but I was trying to tell him, you know, go check out these guys, man. Coco's going to be there. And, uh, this other guy, Kyle Hawk, you know, this supposed to be up and coming natives, you know, and he knows about Coco and I told him about you too. And, but it was in that time frame of, he couldn't get off work. Yeah, he works weekends and stuff, and I was like, "Damn, you know." So, but I was like, "I know." I keep, I always tell him that. I'm like, "Man, just quit, man. Quit your job. You'll get another one. People are hiring now. <laughs> always hiring, looking for workers. Yeah, yeah. But man, uh, yeah, I was like, but um, that most definitely next time you guys wrestle there, I'm gonna tell him to go. I'm gonna tell him to put that not two weeks in. Um, that uh, that request in. <laughs> so you can go check y'all out, but but man, like it was a cool match. Are the other two on YouTube as well? Uh, one yes, the other one is on YouTube. I think it's on his page. Uh, it's like when I when we very first tagged, so that's on there. Mm -hmm. Um, if you guys want to check out our our videos, YouTube, uh, Kyle Hawk Pro Wrestling, you'll see it. Please subscribe, watch all the videos. There's one with me and Sting in it. Right, tell him he's nothing to me. Uh, so if he doesn't want to check that out, check that out. Coco, I think it's Coco Pro Wrestling. Uh, add him too, follow him. Um, <clears throat> I, I think you'll have him on the show so he can promote his own shit. So, yeah. <laughs> well, so what'd you do with Sting? Uh, pretty much I came out, you know, it was the show was called uh, uh, This is Sting, and he came out. You know, it's it's Sting. He's a legend. You know, he's you know Wichita, Kansas, and it's pretty cool. And you know, I was like, Nah, screw that. That's this is my show, and he's on my land. And I just came out there, and you know, everybody's kissing his ass, and you know, oh my God, sir. And I'm just like, I'm not gonna do that. He's not my elder. Like, screw this guy. Like, stop trying to take, stop trying to like pass the torch. Like, pass mm -hmm. the torch. Like, give it to me. And yeah, and. You'll if can't tell you more, you gotta go watch it. So. I'm gonna watch that. I didn't even see that. Missing out, bro. When was that? I think this year in April, I believe. Okay, okay. I'm gonna watch that. I'm eager to watch it right now. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. That is that's so cool. Yeah, I remember Sting. I forgot all about Sting. We we're talking about wrestling earlier, but um, top five wrestlers for you. Oh, shit. Uh, AJ Styles, Tatanka, because he's my uncle. Um, Wahoo McDaniel. That's three. Um, the Rock. And I'm going to have to go... I'm trying to think of like who do I do like who do I like my repertoire with um Kid Cash 
because he's one of the ones that helped me. So shout out to ECW TNA uh, Kikash. Kikash. What do you like about AJ Styles? Uh, I just liked how athletic he was, man. The stuff he would do is just like, whoa, what? And mm-hmm. um, everywhere he's been, he's been champion. So it's like, mm. it's like really cool. True. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to realize like how long AJ Styles has been around. Been around like 20 years, I think. Yeah. Because you forget about those uh, TNA six-sided ring days. Those were the best, man. Oh, man. Those were cool. I liked, I liked that too, that era. Did you love TNA? I love TNA. I did. I thought it was like really cool. Um, very unique and just different, you know, like it just, it was just different to me and I liked it. So mm-hmm. I never got to watch a lot of TNA. You're missing out, bro. I know. That's what I hear a lot. <laughs> did it change a lot whenever like Hogan and them started coming around? Uh, yeah, it did. yeah, like for the worse. In a way, like they try to go number one, they try to compete with WWE, and it was just like, eh, eh. So, I mean, I I like the Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe stuff, uh, AJ, uh, Kurt Angle stuff, AJ Sting. You know, it was it was good. I liked it, mm-hmm. but it was just like. Keep it, keep it with impact. Like, do what you guys were doing. You know, don't change anything. Because it was good. It was good, in my opinion. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard, like, you know, when Hogan and Bischoff started coming around, it got really different, and they were just kind of turning into WCW once again, and and it just wasn't like, like you said, you know, it wasn't so unique anymore, you know, where you had, like, all these, you know, different players in the game, and and it was just so like the earlier days of TNA, you know, and it was just like that kind of when they started coming around, I guess it's just kind of, I guess that magic kind of went away, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Like it was just, it's just like they took away the six sided ring and then they put the square and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's not unique anymore. So, but it was, they still had great matches and they still had cool feuds and stuff, which I gravitated for. So, are they still around? Yeah, they're still around. Impact Wrestling. I worked mm-hmm. for them. So, do you work for them? Yeah, I got to fight uh, Moose, Rick Swan, Rich Swan, and uh, Sammy Kellen. Moose, who's that? Oh, uh, Moose is that big giant dude, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I th- I, he was current in Impact Heavyweight Champion. They all they all were champions, which was pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that's on my YouTube as well. But I rest. I got to wrestle. I think I debuted for Victory Road. I got to work at a paper on a pay per view, so that was pretty dope. Whoa! Yeah. Who else do you work for? Um, that's pretty much like it for the major companies. Uh, the rest have been like independent and stuff like that. So, is it TNA or is it Impact now? Uh, it's Impact now. It's just Impact. It's not TNA. Impact Wrestling. Okay. How long have you been with them? I'm not with them, but I wrestled for them. Uh, oh, okay. 2014, 2015. Mm, okay. Or, no, 2018, sorry. 18. Mm. So, yeah. That's dope, dude. Thanks, man. Appreciate That's it. That's cool. Impact. What about Ring of Honor? I haven't wrestled for them yet. Uh, yeah, Impact is the only one so far. Mm-hmm. Man, that's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch those, too. It's on my YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. I'll send, I'll send you the link right now. Man. That's hella cool, dude. Impact. That's big, man. That's pretty big. That was. It's been the highlight so far. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big. What are they based out of? I have no clue. Like they travel all over too. So oh, they don't have like a home like base. I guess I thought they <laughs> no. did. I swear, no. I thought they did. 
It used to be Florida, I believe, or Kentucky, I think. So, mm-hmm. but I, as in, I really don't know. Yeah, I think it was uh, Florida because that's where like they would try to say it was competing with the WWE's uh, training facility or something. OWE or something like that. Yeah, they would like it was Universal Studios is where they would. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, man. So. Dang, that's cool, dude. Oh, my God. I'm going to watch these as soon as I get off of here. But um, you got anything coming up? Any any shows? Any matches? Any yes, any more Coco? Uh, hopefully, I think Coco and I are doing next year. I think in January we're tagging. Um, I got a couple of shows next weekend, and then the weekend after that. So, and then after that, it's Christmas. So it's you know holiday time. So look forward to that. And then after that, New Year's, and then wrestling starts all over again. Uh, like I said, if you guys follow me on social media, I'll post where I'm going next. So you guys can hopefully check me out and support me. Yes. And buy, do it. and buy that merch game, son. Buy my merch. The merch game is strong. Tell me what you have. Uh, well, we got the uh, Natives with Attitude. Black and white, uh, forefathers of myself shirt, uh, t-shirt and a uh, muscle shirt or tank top, and then we got the natives with attitude NWA red white style t-shirts. Uh, I got the tribute to Run DMC uh, native SVGE uh, underground chieftain shirts, and then I believe. I have a third shirt. I just can't remember what it is right now. Uh, I think it's NWO, uh, New World Order. Red, white, red, white, and yellow. What yeah. was that? I don't know. My neighbor upstairs just. Dang. I know. Oh, man. But yeah, uh, you got a, is that a website? Uh, I usually sell them on the shows, but if you guys message me on social media, I'll send them to you guys and stuff like that. Shipping, shipping plus shipping and stuff. And then I got stickers too for sale, promo pictures and stuff. Uh, Yeah. So, but if you're at, if you're at a show, just talk to me at the merch table and I'll probably try to sell you guys one. So I got them fry bread sizes too. So. Ooh, 10 X. 10. Ooh. Yeah. We can make one. I'll just make you. A, I'll just make you a blanket. <laughs> oh, uh, the leather shirt is the res res dog shirt. For you and Coco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll go check him out. Uh, follow him. Keep up with him. Check out his YouTube channel. Uh, if you follow him on social media, you will see where he's going to be at next. Him and uh, he's also tag team with Coco. Uh, for you Oklahoma people. That is Coco, the uh, the hometown legend here hometown. in Oklahoma. <laughs> J-O-K- I know Coco. <laughs> Big old Coco. Yeah. And when you guys. guys see him, ask him, who's the only native that's ever beat you? Ooh. Just kidding. We're tagging. We're good. We're, we're happy. They're, they're, I don't know if they're tag team or they're enemies. Yeah. Oh, uh, kidding. Also, I want to plug... Uh, uh, another Oklahoma uh, apparel, NTVS. It's uh, where I get my cool shirts, as you see right here. They're on NTVS.com. Shout out to Stephen Paul Judd because he makes cool shirts. Uh, very, I don't know, modern pop culture stuff with a native twist on it. It's pretty dope. Check on it. Instagram, I think Facebook. Instagram, it's NTVS, I think. Um Get you a shirt, you know, order them. They got some pretty cool stuff. Uh, maybe sponsor the Res Dogs. I don't know. Collaboration, something, help us out. I don't know. Just saying. That's where I get all these cool shirts from. Yep. Yep. So, check check out the natives. Everybody, they just had a big uh, <laughs> uh, Cyber Monday sale. They might still have a sale going on. I don't know yet. But um, everybody go follow Kyle. Keep up with him. Check him out. 
And if you're not already, subscribe to Okie Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, check out the website, okiepodcast.com. Check out the other show I'm a host of, Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. Uh, check us out on Instagram as well and on TikTok at reservation underscore mysteries. And um, check out Okie Podcast on Instagram at Okie Podcast. My personal is at russellmus49. And yeah, so till next time, everybody. Peace. Madou.